big questions. No answers. See these questions I got on my mind. I'm asking them all the time. Time like traveling through the universe. I'm scrambling these black holes. How does time flow? If I dropped in one, where would I go? Would I come out a hundred years old? Big questions, no answers though. What happens when we dream? Is this world all it seems? I think, therefore I am. All I know is my name is Sam. On the road, child to a man. Do I need a plan? All these questions and more. That's what's in store. Let's give another quick run through. I know you were already on the show, but like, if you want to do a quick intro, maybe a fun fact about yourself that you didn't share last time, you can remember. But don't worry if it's just the same intro. Doesn't matter. Well, I can't remember, but fun fact, uh, I'm ambidextrous. Oh. So I can use both my hands. Really? Yeah. That is a fun fact. I didn't know that. Yeah. Interesting. I used to think it was cool, but then I figured out that if you actually try to learn using another hand, then you're cutting down some neurons in your your head. (laughs) But then now I'd already learned, so it's too late. Wait, were you born ambidextrous or did you train yourself to be ambidextrous? I mean, at first I was uh, the weird kind of ambidextrous where something they do with my left, something they do with my right. Ah, okay. Like, I'll play tennis with my left, with my right, but then I write with my left. Huh. Yeah, so it's all mixed up. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of weird. That is a cool fun <laughs> fact. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Um, do you have a fun fact about yourself? Do I have a fun fact about myself? Um, I have a fun fact. I was born without wisdom teeth. You know, wisdom teeth, like the teeth that come through after you're older or whatever. Yeah, I was born without those, so I didn't have to get a, get them removed. So. Oh, really? I um, everybody's born without wisdom teeth. No, no. <laughs> 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 just me. Just la- me. I'm the only one that's lacking wisdom. No. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty common. Do you not have wisdom teeth either? Or did you have to get them removed? Uh I'm not sure if I have wisdom teeth. Oh, well, maybe <laughs> if you don't know, if you did get them removed, maybe you don't have them either. Or maybe they're just, I know for some people, they just come through and like they don't cause any problems. So Yeah, I don't have any issues right now. Nice. I guess we shall find out <laughs> in future episodes. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay. And <coughs> still working, same job, same current situation, right? Yeah, uh, I'm working as a developer for augmented reality mm-hmm. classes. So I'm really enjoying that because it's the first time where like I really like I'm excited about the stuff where I'm doing that I'm doing right. Awesome. Yeah, and I like I just enjoy being at work as well. So it's a good feeling. Nice man. Yeah, that's great. Well, fuck yeah. What's the company called? It's called uh, Form Athletica. Form Athletica. Yeah, so in case you swim, so you just oh, go by right. the goggles, and then you can just see like your statistics as you're swimming. Wow, are they out right now? Or yeah, are you they been, are. Yeah, oh it's shit! It's actually like kind of pretty common. Huh? You can find them on the Apple Store too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> cool. So you're gonna be ushering in the virtual reality, augmented reality takeover of the world, hey? Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> only underwater. <laughs> Uh, nice man okay well uh let's get into this yeah big question for you been ready okay i have a feeling i can maybe guess your answer to this but you might surprise me 
Are you an optimist or are you a pessimist and why? What is your guess? I think you're an optimist. Yeah, I think I'm an optimist. Yeah, and why? Uh, why? Because uh, I feel like life just gets better mm. as time goes on. While the situation may remain unchanged, how you feel about the situation can change. Mm, nice. Yeah, so I feel like with the more experiences you get, then you just become better at like handling the bad experiences. So you just feel better about everything. And also if you keep working on yourself, there is no way that you will just not become better at something. Mm. If you get what I'm saying. Right. Because most people like, I feel like things just get better over time in case they just put in the effort. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> so I feel like optimism, opti- being optimistic is the best. And also like, uh, so there's a, si- there's a thing which I do which is called reflecting on the bad that can happen. Okay. I know this sounds really weird, but sometimes I watch videos of homeless people and I'm like, that could be me, mm. right? Hmm. So it's not pessimistic, but I just know that, oh, my friend may not be alive tomorrow. So I'm not, mm, right. yeah, so I'm like, I'm just grateful that they're here. Interesting. So it's not pessimistic. I don't think it's pessimistic, but it's just knowing that. It's sort of like you're almost like inoculating yourself like against like future mm, like negative emotion by like thinking about how things can change at any moment like like you say like i could get hit by a bus or my friend can get hit by a bus or i could lose everything yeah at any moment so appreciate it makes you appreciate the fact that you haven't lost it yet (laughs) yeah that is true like oh i'm happy that my friends are alive or that i have people are calling me over to like have talk shows other people Mm. do not have that ability Mm, right so i'm not like being sad about the bad that may happen Mm. but i just use that as an opportunity to appreciate whatever i have Hmm. and that makes me like happier do you think you've always (coughs) been an optimist or is it something that has changed over time uh well i'm not quite sure to be honest but I feel like I just became maybe more optimistic mm. over time, knowing that pretty much the world is what you want it to be, mm. right? If you want other people, if you want other people to be like happy, they will be happy. If you think everybody's bad, mm. then people will be bad. Mm. So right. I've been I actually I've just remembered that I used to be pessimistic about about some aspects of my life like dating mm. then that changed over time mm. so i feel like it's a chance thing it's people if people are like born into like great situations right. then they're likely to be optimistic right 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 like if you look at investors for example like the people who are born from 1950s onwards they're just more optimistic they take more risks because they believe that the market is gonna go up while people like warren buffett who so like all the crashes mm. they try to take more they they try to hedge what right. they have already hmm. yeah so it's also like it's also like in the situation in which you're born yeah 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 that, i was just about to bring that up <coughs> do you think do you think that it's split among the population 50 50 <coughs> like pessimists and optimists or 
is it like there's a pessimist optimist spectrum that everyone kind of falls along somewhere or are there a bunch of pessimists and no optimists like uh what do you where do you think what do you think the population kind of looks like weirdly i just came up with 70 percent optimist really you think it edges for optimism i feel like people just cry about the bad that may happen mm-hmm. but deep down they hope for something good ah you forget what i'm saying yeah so it's not like they're wholly pessimistic they're like oh it's over right because you can still see that they're trying to take positive action towards the optimistic side mm. interesting yeah yeah so it's just like they're they sound like as if they're helpless but i feel like deep down they're still optimistic that's really interesting yeah i I don't know if you've come across this, but like with our generation in particular, I felt this kind of trending pessimism, like the fact that because we have all of this data now saying basically the climate is going to change, you know, erratically for the next hundred years and we've kind of fucked it beyond repair, at least somewhat, uh, it gets easy for people to kind of pile on to humans and our like negative aspects, um, do you like have you experienced that and like how do you kind of respond to people because i find myself kind of a lot of times trying to sing humanity's praises and being like no listen like we're actually really cool like we have so much negative shit obviously but like we have a lot of redeeming qualities as species that is true right like do you but have you come across that kind of like trending pessimism or maybe it's just me no, I feel like the pessimism, like, that word is hard to understand. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Pe- pessimism. Yeah. Okay, the pessimism. <laughs> yeah, it is a weird word. Yeah, yeah. it's, uh, I feel like it's very rampant, especially on social media, mm. right? Because, uh, like, there are lots of issues going on, and they are bad, right? So, I feel like if there are lots of neg- negative things happening, mm. you're bound to be, like, pessimistic. Right. Right. right? I feel like also if it's something novel, like if they just tell you that, okay, this is, this, is the, this is the data that the world is dying. The first time you see it, you're going to be more pessimistic than like the 10th time you see it. Mm. If that makes you sense. You get desensitized. Yeah, you get desensitized. So I feel like over time, you just get used. But on social media, you're already seeing something new. So mm. maybe that's what may create some more pessimistic people. So I'm not mm. quite sure, but that's yeah. just how I feel. Yeah, no, that's that's really interesting. Like the role of just being like inundated and faced with all of this negative shit happening all the time. Like humans hadn't really have to had to deal with that in the past, right? Like up until the last hundred years, we didn't even really have like newspapers and shit. So I yeah, that's an interesting point. Like yeah. But I like the f- I don't know, I, I'm trying to think about that idea of yours where like maybe surface level being because you, you do have to be realistic right and that there's a difference between realism and pessimism i think yeah that is very true yeah so you yeah. can be a realist and still be optimistic although you're you're fo- you can focus on the negative you can kind of turn it into a positive almost yeah i, I feel know. like it's a very thin line i feel mm. like a realist knows that okay the bad may happen but let me do my best for the positive mm. while the pessimistic is like Oh, it's over. We're I'm fucked. On, I'm not gonna try anymore. Yes. Right. But for me, like deep down, I know this may come up to like 
I mean, tough to some people, but for me, deep down, I feel like it comes down to you as a person, mm. right? Because if you see, if you just think of yourself as a person, I'm sure you, I'm sure you can get examples. Even when you get the things you want, right? You realize that the problems are not, you're not getting rid of problems, mm-hmm. but your problems are changing. Mm-hmm. Maybe your problem before was like, I can't get a house to rent now. But now you have like, maybe now you have a lot of money mm. and your problem is like, okay, now I'm scared of being scammed and I'll mm. lose all my money. Mm. So one of my favorite philosophers always says, it doesn't matter if you put a sick man on a golden bed or a wooden bed, mm. he still remains sick. Right. Right. So I feel like uh, maybe it would be a good responsibility to be able to like just distance yourself from all the negative energy that's out there. I mean, personally, for me, I just try to like keep positive energy in my life at all points and also try to like be educated about what's happening, mm-hmm. which is really hard, mm-hmm. right? So I feel like if you keep yourself in a positive state and positive positivity around you, then I feel like that will help you be more optimistic. Mm-hmm. And if you're happier, then you're likely to take more positive action than if you're pessimistic. Right. You'll be like scared right Mm, yeah it kind of like feeds this train yeah that's really uh i think that's a powerful uh, statement like the fact that our problems usually like i came across this a lot um funnily enough people are probably so sick of me talking about it but traveling you i would meet people who would i there i were they were a lot of times they were running from something like sometimes you know it would be just they'd finish their job and they're just wanted to explore and take in new information and have new experiences and but uh, other times you just had to probe a little bit and you could tell that they had left you know a divorce or like you know some terrible thing that had happened to them and they were running away and they weren't really dealing with it they were kind of just partying or just distracting themselves and like you say like the the man is always sick. The man is still sick. Like the, the, the problems are still there. Just because you've flown 5,000 miles away, you're not going to escape those problems because those problems are deep within your yeah. own brain. And yeah, that's that's interesting how that kind of, kind of, you can change. It changes how you look at the world as you, like your problems, your how you're dealing with your life you then project that out onto the world, right? We we come to things with like, a, no matter if you mm-hmm. like it or not, or no matter if you know this or not, like you always are coming to a scenario with some kind of preformed idea of how that thing should go, how that situation could, should go. Um, just because that's kind of how our brain works, right? Like we're like pattern recognizing machines. Like we need patterns. We need that order to kind of keep yeah. us moving forward. I feel like you have a really good point. I feel like the strongest word you said was projecting what's inside of them. Mm. Because I feel like, uh, for example, like the the pessimism that is going out in the world, uh, sometimes people are also just projecting how they feel inside, Mm. right? To what, to like like everybody else. And Mm. then they're just like negative and then they'll just put it out there to the world. And then people who are good will like also be nicer. Right. So like 
yeah i just like what you said there yeah it's um it's strange to kind of wrap your head around i think and there's not something like i don't i can say this in theory but it's impossible to recognize it in real time you know like if i go to a new <clears throat> restaurant or like meet a new person or a new member comes into the clinic or you are immediately making snap judgments of them, right? Like, it's just what your brain does. You look at their clothes, you look at their face, you look at, like, oh, they look nice, they look mean, they look sad, they look angry, whatever. Your brain automatically is doing a million things at once, and then that goes into this kind of calculation. And then you approach them and have this interaction. And I think that first interaction, so I'm thinking about this a lot, like your first, you know, they say, like, first impressions. I don't know, there's something about first impressions, like... Do you think first impressions are really like the most important kind of interaction we have with a new person? Could you have a bad first impression and then end up becoming best friends with someone? Do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have a friend who used to annoy me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> the first time we met, <laughs> then this guy ended up becoming like my really close friend really? so i feel like it changes over time mm, okay. but since i'm not sure whether it does change or not then i'll try to just be better the first time <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah just, yeah i think i think that's like your best bet right it's like yeah try to make the first impression as good as it can be because i mean you're not sure if you're gonna see them again that's true yeah yeah yeah, yeah no that's a good point yeah, yeah. why I not? just think of them as it would be nice to have a first impression. It's not like you must. Right. Right? Yeah. 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 yeah we're not necessarily going to be besties after this, but yeah. might as well come to this in, like with a good intentions, I guess. That is true. Cool. Um, okay. I have a, it's kind of a strange um, lead in, but it's an interesting question. So I just finished this book. It's called The Three Body <laughs> Problem. Uh, it's about, it's a sci-fi book. Okay. Uh, written by a Chinese author about <clears throat> eventually about aliens <clears throat> coming and visiting Earth and us making contact with them and them contacting us. So here's a scenario. You are an astronomer and you just found out that a signal you sent out has been received by this alien civilization like four light years away. And they send one back and say... Our planet is in a dire consequence, a dire circumstance. Like basically, the three-body problem is this planet, the solar system, has three stars of like similar mass, and that create this incredibly chaotic uh, environmental conditions. Sometimes you have a hundred years of beautiful weather and nice nights and equal hours of the day and night. Sometimes it's bitterly freezing cold for hundreds of years sometimes it's boiling hot for thousands of years and so each time uh this civilization tries to progress one of these chaotic errors comes through and just destroys and upends the whole thing this planet had then located earth and realized that it's like ideal there's no chaotic errors it's stable all the time you can kind of plan and progress technology as best as you can this planet though this civilization wants to come and take earth take earth over uh because primarily because earth 
is basically being mistreated by humans. You, humans don't really know what we're doing in terms of, you know, caring for the planet, caring for each other. <laughs> and so this planet is kind of, or this civilization has kind of set its target on Earth as their new home. And you have, now you have uh, factions of people on Earth, say the word gets out. You have factions of people on Earth. There's two factions. There's people that want the aliens to come and just wipe out humanity and change, uh, basically change the face of the Earth for the new aliens. Or you have the people that will fight to the death against the aliens and don't want any kind of takeover. Or you kind of have this middle ground where people are like, yeah, the aliens can come because humans kind of fucked up, but I think we should keep some of us alive because humans are cool. Where would you fall in that scenario? That's a tough one, eh? Yeah, it's a big one. I know. It's a weird, it's kind of a weird question, but I thought it was kind of interesting. I mean, at first, uh, I feel like most fictional stories maybe have a message behind mm. them, right? Mm. So the first one, the aliens want to take Earth because they feel like we are mistreating it. Right. Right? Right. So and also to escape the chaotic eras of their own planet as well. That's a big one. Like Basically, their planet might be destroyed or their civilization might be destroyed if they don't leave. But if they want to come here, then they, they, want, they don't want to share. They just want to take over, right? Right, right. yeah. Uh, I mean, ethically speaking, I feel like it would not be fair to just take something from someone, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Just because they don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Right? It might be a bad example, but if someone didn't know how to drive a car, it's not like I'm like, I'll take that Lamborghini. <laughs> I know how to drive it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair point. That's a fair point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, I'm not sure if the aliens are going to do better if they come here. Mm. Because people say that people in, people say that power corrupts people right. so i guess the humans have power because they have a good place but then power doesn't corrupt people really hmm. power just brings out who they were already were already hmm. so power just brings out like who the people were originally if the person was a bad person because hmm. the bad person is a homeless man then no one is going to know but if the bad person is let me say uh leading an organization then people are going to know, but right. either way, they are still bad people, if that makes sense. Mm, mm. So I'm not sure if the aliens, they don't have proof of whether they're actually going to be doing good. Right. And the fact bad. that they're coming and destroying a civilization, yeah. you'd kind of think like, that doesn't seem like they're <laughs> out to do good. <laughs> yeah, actually, they're destroying a civilization. Yeah. So for me, I think I would be on the part where uh, at first, I thought I would be on the part where I'm like willing to let some of them come, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But if they only want to just destroy all of us, mm. then I think it's better if I'm on like the human side because the humans are already actually trying to like stop the way they are mistreating the earth, right? Right. Uh, the way they are mistreating others, like uh, the mistreat the mistreating of people has changed over time, mm. and it's much war it's much it's not as bad as it used to be right they are now like different forms right mm-hmm. and i think once we get used to them we shall just get better uh 
then also the way we are mistreating Earth. I guess it takes a long time for climate to change, mm -hmm. right? And there's some people who are still not on the wave. Mm -hmm. But then I feel like there are much more people who are on the wave now than they were like right. hundreds of years ago. Yeah. And yeah. also like there is new technology, mm -hmm. like EV cars reducing. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think I would give a chance because it's not like to the humans. Yeah, it's Team not human. like yeah, it's not like people can just become good all of a sudden. I feel like they take time to learn, right? Mm. It's not like I put you in school and they just expect you to get A pluses right in your first month, right? If you get them in fourth year, that's great. You you did the job. If you yeah. need another degree to get it, <laughs> that's, that's good too. Because yeah. you're still trying, right? You haven't given up. 100%. So yeah, I believe in like giving people a chance to like keep trying. Okay. Unless the humans as a whole, we're all like not trying. Mm. We're just totally evil. And I'm like, you know what? Then I, I have no Throw choice. it away and yeah. start again. But I feel like we're trying. I agree. I think there's enough. Yeah, there's enough of that positive element in us. Yeah. That it's worth keeping us around. Where because would you be? I think I would be team human as well. I agree. I, I, I kind of like, it's tempting for me to be like, oh, well, if this civilization has the technology to, you know, leave their solar system, travel to a new, you know, planet, uh, they must be pretty technologically advanced. They must be pretty intelligent. Um, and they're in this kind of like dire circumstance where their planet can get destroyed so i could kind of like empathize with the aliens but like i said because because their ultimate goal it would be to come and take us over the fact that that there's a part of them the conqueror part of them is there and that seems to be like their primary role derogative then it makes me not want to kind of like meet the aliens i i think ideally we could come some somehow coexist maybe we put them on the moon <laughs> <laughs> we like build something for them on the moon we can like or like jupiter's moon or i don't know i'd like to hope that we could come to an agreement of some kind I mean, that would be nice that would be nice but it seems like wishful thinking to me yeah right very so wishful. i think i would be yeah i think i would be team human um <laughs> Can I, yeah, I'm going to go back to something you said. You said about power. You were talking about how we all know that quote, uh, power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. So you don't think that's true in all cases. You think like it depends on the individual. I feel like there are some people who have been in power and they have been good people. Mm. Uh, I feel like it may, s I feel like it's just partially true. Because the thing is that if you have like lots of temptations, then that means you're likely to give in, right? Mm. But let us say you are like a good person before, and then uh, and then you're given the power, then I don't think it would corrupt you. Mm. And the only reason I say this is because uh, one of my favorite role models, who is dead, by the way, is called Marcus Aurelius. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of him. I've heard of him, yeah. Like Stoic. Yeah, philosophy. so he was the last good emperor. Mm, interesting. Yeah, so forget like about the Stoicism part. Mm -hmm. The thing is that he had all the money in the world, right? Because mm -hmm. the world, as the Romans knew it at that time, they were like, everything, right? The Roman Empire right? was the world, right? So he had all the money in the world. 
he could sleep with whoever he wanted mm-hmm. right uh he could drink wine all day if he wanted mm-hmm. and get drunk he could kill anyone if he wanted who was in his way mm. right but the thing is that he lived very humbly mm. right so he didn't do any of that stuff and then he was not corrupted at all and he was like always doing good things mm. right he lost i think five of his children mm. right but he kept being emperor but the reason he kept being emperor was because he felt like nature put him there mm. and he felt like there'd been several bad emperors before him right and he's like if i let this go and it goes to a less moral person then this is then the bad is going to happen wow you see like nero came after and was just killing people he was evil yeah mm-hmm. so these are like just examples so mm-hmm. this is what like he saw so he was like he lived a very he lived a very lonely life because he was very ethical mm. so he had no one to talk to because everyone wanted something from him since he was a king but he was he was a very simple person right mm. so if so he had like a diary that he used to write to himself every day so when he was being killed he wanted it to be burned because it was just his diary but then it wasn't burned so 2000 years later it became like a famous book so it's wow. called meditations if you've heard of it okay yeah i think so i have i think i've heard of it yeah yeah but it's just really interesting because it's just easy to believe because he was writing to himself but the things he writes to himself is like oh those people are bad so i either put up with them or i should educate them to be good mm. right so it's like oh he has issues like he doesn't want to wake up in the morning but it's like am i made for pleasure and like i have to go to work hmm. right mm. so he has like the problem with the book is that it sounds so melancholic mm. so it sounds like sad and mean is like just putting up with people mm. and stuff right right yeah but if you this bullshit again yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it did his job right right yeah then he's like really grateful about the people that he had in his life so it's just really good to see the thing that this emperor used to write to himself mm. and he, he pretty much used to see himself like as equal to the slaves because like we are all just the same mm. it's just because nature for so many nature he just meant something like god at that time right so like nature has put me in this position and nature has put the slave in that position so mm. but we are all humans right and mm. if i was a slave then i'll just do what a slave has to do wow. right at that point the slaves were not like the slaves in slave trade they were just like workers right. if you get what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah so it was like a different kind a of class slaves. of people right like yeah 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 it was a class of people so yeah uh that is my example of like a good leader mm-hmm. i'm sure there are other good ones maybe like nelson mandela mm-hmm. so okay maybe this is the pessimist uh <laughs> answer okay you look at history though wouldn't you say that it, history is dominated by the bad leaders and history is dominated by the examples where power did corrupt. Yeah. Right. So I wonder, is that the exception or is that the rule? Right. Like I, for the majority of people, are they strong enough to be like Marcus Aurelius or, or Nelson Mandela? Are they able to kind of quiet the like impulsive, like aggressive, aggressive, like, conqueror that seems to come out when you give people power or 
is that like is that the norm is that what i just really want to know like what if you just took a normal person like you or me maybe not you you'd be like more like marcus aurelius <laughs> like me or sir Ov or caleb or what any of my any of these people and you gave them like you said the ability to kill the ability to uh sleep with whoever the all the money in the world like how it has to change you right yeah of course it will change you because yeah. you're faced with novel things that you've never handled before right 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 yeah so i mean uh i mean goes back to what we talked about last time who seeks power in the first place mm. right mm. right uh some people want to conquer the world because they feel like if i conquer the world and change it into the way i want to see it then that will make me happy so maybe these are the people that are becoming leaders in the first place. Mm-hmm. And these are because one of the neurotic impulses is to have control over everything. Mm. Right? Yeah. Uh so sometimes they just want to like take control of everything. And if someone has decided to do something, they will go and do it. Like people who have like the m- appeal f- for mastery, but right. the neurotic thing, they will do it. They will not sleep. They will not eat. They will cut out all their friends. Right. And then they will become the leader because they will have gained the skills that the leader needs to become. And mm-hmm. then they will be in that position. Right? So, I mean, I don't think I'm being pessimistic. Most likely, most of them are like that. Mm. But, uh, yeah. I'm that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. Like, That's interesting, though. Yeah, like the starting criteria like who actually wants to be president who actually wants to be in these crazy positions of power in society because like you said you're you're it's automatically attracting a certain kind of person yeah that is true yeah i think so out of the people that the job attracts those people are probably predisposed to get corrupted right by the power because they're already buying into like you say they they have this worldview that like must come true. Like this is what needs to happen for survival or for, you know, yeah. prosperity or whatever. Um, I mean, it's very hard to like come to a conclusion. You cannot know unless you're in that position. Right. Right. So sometimes maybe your views may change. Right. Uh, what if they're actually not corrupted? Yeah. And they're seeing, you know, like, I like to go to, like, when the first time I went to, nu- to like, a nude beach, <laughs> and then people are, like, saying, oh, man, how can people be nude the whole time? And I'm like, what if maybe they're <laughs> the ones that are smart and <laughs> they're wondering, why are we not nude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably, right? Like, who's this weird guy in the clothes? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I feel like who wants to be in power? Mm-hmm. Like, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Yeah, I I don't know. It's an interesting question. Like I think like the the fact that the benevolent, like the good dictators and kings existed like automatically kind of nullifies the fact that absolute power corrupts absolutely because absolutely obviously means 100% no one escapes. So by virtue of Marcus Aurelius existing and Nelson Mandela existing, that's I guess false. So but it's not false totally. It's like, I would say it's true for the most part. 
I would say that Marcus Aurelius and Mandela are the exception yeah. to the rule. I would say as a rule, like you said, just because who gets attracted to power is usually the people who are more easily corrupted. That is true. I mean, sometimes, I mean, I was, I was reading like a book called Peak Performance. So most likely sometimes also it's exposing yourself to such situations. Because mm. some people are like, let me say, if they have a partner, they will be very loyal, right? But you get them at the end of the day and mm. they're really fatigued mm. and put like someone who is their type in front of them. Right. So scientists found out that people will just be more likely to like to cheat in that situation. Although normally they wouldn't be. So wow. sometimes also just distancing yourself away from the from the temptations makes it easier for mm. you not to be there. Totally. So maybe that goes back to what you're saying. Mm. That it actually corrupts because now you have been placed with all mm. the temptations. Right, right. right? Interesting. They're right in your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you can imagine someone who has never had power in their life. They've always been in, you know, whether it's socioeconomic status or whatever class status, like they've, if they've always been at the bottom and then they get this chance to now like the tables can turn and I get to fuck with people. You could then see how power can really have that yeah, shift. If, right. Yeah. You see like what you said, I get to fuck with people. So you're going in with a vengeance mindset. Yes, a vengeance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. So like, it's all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's where you're coming from. Yeah, it's how everything just gets perpetuated, right, in society. Yeah. It's like, uh, I always think it's fascinating, like, fraternities to me was always kind of, it's always an interesting thing because it's so American, um, at least in my worldview it is, and I don't really understand them. Like, I understand it's like a social club and, like, I understand, like, it's, like has all these traditions and rights and all this stuff. Um, and it's kind of the basis of social like networking and stuff at universities. Um, but the fact that it's kind of like there's all this hazing and like things you're not supposed to talk about and like a brotherhood. And, uh, but it's very much built on that. Like, well, we got hazed last year, you know, we got fucked with everyone made us drink till we puke and, we had to go run around in our underwear or whatever. So we get to do that for the next group. And then it's just this self-perpetuating cycle almost. That is I, true. I think it's kind of like a, I don't know. I think it points to something in human psychology. Like that's how groups are kind of established. And then you also have these like bonds that are made through like, through these fucked up situations, right? Like the hazing is there because it brings the new recruits together going through something horrible bonds them so it's almost like a necessary part of the entire thing which is yeah yeah i mean i read about it in like it's called the power of persuasion by mm -hmm. some phd guy who's like really old so <laughs> some really old guy classic <laughs> yeah so he was talking about how people get into fraternities mm -hmm. so people like if they've worked hard for something mm. right and so they'll put a much higher value to it right uh and then they won't want to let it go so i guess mm. the hazing is like what creates all that makes people want to join but also makes the people who are already in really like you know feel like 
this this I'm really I'm doing part the of right this. thing. Yeah, I'm doing yeah, because yeah. I actually went through all that hard time, mm. right? And that way, that's how it can help the fraternities, I guess, survive. Because if you're just, just mm. free and they're like, hey, everybody, just sign up on Google Sheets and you made Right, right. I don't right. think it would have the same form of like brotherhood, right? No, absolutely. Yeah. It needs to be, yeah, it needs to be kind of shrouded in like, not secrecy, but it, you need to have some kind of barrier to entry, right? Yeah, the barrier to entry just makes it look, it makes it scarce. Right. And people want to like, scarcity creates value. Right. Yeah. When something yeah. is scarce, then you're like, now I want to get that. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't have that. I yeah. want it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's just like a natural human thing where yeah. like, uh, yeah, they say rejection breeds obsession. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So if you're rejected from something, then you become obsessed. Like if you've seen people, like if someone suddenly just they want to talk to them, they're like, now i really want to talk right to that's how you drive people crazy yeah 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 it's weird you can like manipulate people if you know how to do that well right like i, don't, I mean i don't do that to people obviously i'm, <laughs> I'm a good Say person it out loud <laughs> <laughs> for the record um but yeah you do come across things where you're like oh wow i can yeah just drive that person crazy if i just ignore them it's like a yeah yeah a dog that wants too much attention or super annoying and just like ignore them for a little bit then they're you know yeah. super well behaved <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just like good to know that stuff yeah exactly um okay switching gears a little bit uh do you seek out hardship in do i life? seek out hardship yeah in your life like do you seek out things that are difficult uh if I want to grow in a certain area, I mean, hardship, there are two sides of hardship. Mm -hmm. There is hardship that I don't want to do, right? I mean, I would prefer to sleep in a house with a heater mm -hmm. than, <laughs> than a house without a heater. Right. Then that's the kind of hardship which is not helping me in any way, mm -hmm. right? Because they say stress plus rest is equal to growth, mm -hmm. right? So if you, if you want to become better at something, you have to practice and get stressed out in the first areas because you're just no use to it so yeah i do seek out hardships mm -hmm. uh, because uh hardships help you grow right but it is positive hardships so people like sometimes suffer for nothing and they're like i'm growing mm -hmm. so there must be like calculated hardships for example in first year when i first came to ubc like i was i didn't know anybody in canada or anything right i i don't know if i was just stupid but i was excited for me <laughs> i was just excited and i just jump off the plane so i spent the whole flight reading this book on small talk i'm like dang i've never spoken to a white person so <laughs> i need to read some of these books and <laughs> see how different it is right <laughs> so i go to vanier and i'm like Hey, so I, I used to say hi to everybody. Yeah. I don't know. Nice weather, hey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was trying to like make friends the whole time. And most of the time it actually worked. Mm -hmm. But then there are some awkward conversations. Right. Very awkward ones, right? Right. And then I remember there was one time I walked up to this person in Australia. I was like, because I'll just walk up people in the cafeteria. I'm like, oh, do you want to have food with me? Because mm -hmm. just, I just don't know anyone. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I met lots of good friends like that. And then. There's some people who are like, no, I don't want to have food with you. Mm. So that happened twice, right? Mm. So that used to stress me out, wow. right? Yeah. But then like just going out there and putting myself out there, 
So like that's a growth. Right. That's huge. Yeah. But then if the stress ship is uh is very strong, then it can become deteriorating. Right. right. Like if you tr- like you do you you're in kin, right? Mm-hmm. You know if someone trains so much, yep. It stops it they they go past a point where they start deteriorating their right, body, right? right? Overtraining. Yeah. 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 So you need to like go for the hardships and then also like rest know when to kind of back off yeah yeah and then like get better yeah interesting yeah it's like they always say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger right but then that's not entirely true because like you could get cancer that just ravages your entire body and that's not it didn't kill you but it's definitely not making you stronger so yeah definitely um but it's an interesting kind of question i think and it's been one that yeah, I've thought about a while for a while is like how how much hardship is the right amount? Like how like I agree with you. I think as you say, like the kind of hardships that are completely unproductive that unfortunately, you know, most of the world has to deal with, like, you know, lack of shelter, lack of heating, lack of water, lack of food, these things that are kind of absolutely vital for you to worry about anything else you have to get those taken care of before you can start to seek like discomfort that's going to actually lead to personal growth. Right. So I think once you're in a position to then go and seek out, you know, your own discomfort for whatever reason, like you said, you want to make friends, you want to get better at socialization. uh, You want to get better at your job. You want to get better in your relationship, like whatever it is, um, it's kind of difficult to find the limit. Like, I think you almost have to sometimes go over the edge. Like you have to get into that kind of overtraining zone in order to realize like, oh shit, like that was too much. Like I can't, I can't keep going up to people and have them rejecting me in the, in the lunchroom or like whatever it is. Um, but you, yeah, it's a fine balance is what I'm trying to say. Like it's, uh, difficult to kind of strike how much is too much struggle <laughs> that is true right and yeah. how much is too little struggle too like yeah sometimes it's too little and you're not growing anyway right yeah yeah and that's when i think a lot of times because we're in canada and we are you know most of us are fortunate enough to have those base needs covered um a lot of people i think where, where like the depression and the anxiety comes from a lot of times from people is <clears throat> they're not struggle they're not finding things that are pushing them to grow they're they're not in a place or they're not set up to challenge themselves in a, in a way or they don't have a passion that they are looking to improve upon or that's where i think i see a lot of the kind of listlessness or the and then it goes on to like the pessimism right when individually you're not striving for anything or not looking for satisfaction in yourself then it's very easy to like say project that kind of negative back onto the world and be like well don't you see everything's fucked (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like you said what would be in my mind when you said all that stuff it's very true i feel like the humans when i say the humans i feel like as if i'm not one of them (laughs) (laughs) i know right (laughs) 
Maybe yeah. we are the aliens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Watch out, Earth. Give it 300 years. <laughs> Be careful. <laughs> I feel like you must psychologically have something which you're striving for, mm-hmm. right? And if you're not, you don't know that thing, then you should be uh, finding out. You should be exploring th- mm. new things, which is also equally stressful. But you can find out what you like. So you're, you're either in two states. You're either in a place of trying to find out, which is when you're like newer and novice. Finding the path. Kind yeah. Of. Then there's a part where you found what you like. And then you're starting to like, you must get better in it. So, I mean, one of my things is that I should just do what I have to do today, right? Get better every day. So I don't look at things as like, I feel like I don't look at them as like hardships normally. I just feel like it's just part of the path, mm. right? Because uh, personally, I believe success is just, it's just a matter of time, mm-hmm. right? If you keep doing what you have to do, it's very hard for you not to get where you have to. I mean, if, if I told you to go downtown and you just kept taking one step, it's very hard for you not to reach downtown, right? right. right? Eventually, whether Eventually, it's in three hours or a week or a year. Yeah, or, if yeah. the road is blocked, you might take a longer time, but then if you keep taking the steps, then you will mm. reach downtown. So right. pretty much it's always just like a matter of time, hmm. right? And when you do those things that you have to do, then you feel happy right mm-hmm. so you have to go through the stresses right so if you're having a bad day that's just part of the game but right. what do you have to do on this bad day right right uh so i read there was this writer who became successful and then he became depressed because at first he was writing to survive right mm-hmm. and then after he became very successful he felt like he had no thank he had nothing to pursue anymore right and he started writing about how all humans need like something to strive for. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, it's uh, my f- one of my favorite authors that I again talk n- like set, you know nonstop about is Dostoevsky, and he he is very much on this train of humans are condemned to be free. We have this incredible ability to sort of build the, the world around us as we see it. And we can choose how we do that. But we also are almost forced to find something in order to find something to put that freedom into. We need like, we need to, to corral that freedom, like that drive to feel like you're accomplishing something, right? Like everybody has that. Everybody needs to feel like they're on the path towards something. Um, yeah. Especially yeah after you've gotten that kind of those base needs covered again like because that's also the sad part of this is like a lot of people will never get to the place where they can think about these kind of questions i think right like if you're just survival is your is the struggle you have no there's nothing beyond like hunger is always gonna supersede like an alien civilization landing and thinking about hmm, what would that be like you know like those people the people don't have time to to think about that they're worrying about where's the money coming from where's the food coming from yeah the, the struggle right actually i don't know if you planned this whole talk out but i feel like lots of things are just like adding up mm. another thing is that i didn't really plan <laughs> <laughs> i got some questions but. well it kind of worked out because uh i was reading about how uh, in the past, right, all the 
all the situations where like the government takes over the people all the like the dictatorships there's always they always find a way to make the 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 population lack some essential elements and when all this situation and if the population is all thinking about food and water it's very hard to think about like other things. revolution yeah, yeah and so they're just always thinking about food and their mind is not set to mm. if they're actually free or not there's no time to think about other things right so yeah it's these are also like they could be used as tools for like manipulation of people wow because these people they know like they can know that if if some doesn't have food and of course, you can start thinking about yeah. whether he's being treated right. I'm not going to be podcasting, yeah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I feel like, yeah, I feel like people must educate themselves, and also like, I think of it as a journey. I mean, personally, like, I have lots of like tuition to pay, mm-hmm. right? And for me, I feel like that's that is my struggle. So I just have to. I'm like, okay, what do I have to do, right? Right? And I'm like, I know one day. It will be passed and then I will move on, mm-hmm. right? Because everybody has like a different path. But I will do the best I can do with my situation. Right. 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 But it would be nice if like the situation was not there mm-hmm. and and like I could just go start from a certain place. Yeah. But that's fine too, right? Right. Right. So yeah. I feel like I guess don't complain much. Mm. Just do what you have to do. Mm. Right. And then I feel like that way you'll be happy, if that makes mm, sense. Yeah. Yeah, because like you said, like um, what we talked about already, yeah, the, your immediate problem now is like I have all this tuition to, play, to pay. But if that, if for whatever reason that tuition got wiped out tomorrow, you would be like, okay, what's the next problem? Like you would yeah. create another problem that would have to take over your, your life because that's what we need like we need problems to solve right like yeah and some problems are way more stressful than others but that's i mean they help you grow right yeah right i feel like starting five weeks i don't know starting like end of last year i just came to this realization because you know when you journal every day Mm -hmm. i'm like man i'm always having something different stress about right (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like actually (laughs) things to stress about will never end so <laughs> yeah 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 i can't wait to be happy so that i can do these things right right i'm like i will do it despite of this because even after this one is solved then another problem yeah, is yeah. going to come exactly right yeah it's yeah endless stream of of problems yeah. yeah because like that's when i it always like happens to me and i'm like okay that means i'm sick Mm. Uh, what I told you about the man who is mm. always sick, right? Mm. Right, right, right. Always finding something else to stress about. Right, right, 100%. And it's so interesting how many of the things you stress about, first of all, never come true. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's, that's all wasted time. Oh, right. God, so much wasted time, dude. <laughs> yeah. So Hours of your day. I know. Right? So, like, I'm like, it's a waste of time to think about things which are to come. Yeah. And things which have passed. Right. I'll just do what I have to do today. Mm, mm. And it's a hard thing to do, but it's the best way to go. And the more mm. you practice it, it just becomes like easier over time. I'm yeah. Like, okay. This person pissed me off. I'm like, man, I have to work anyway. So let me just, <laughs> yeah, let me just do my Focus best. Right. 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 Yeah. So just try to like heal yourself. And then after some time, the issues won't be as much anymore. Mm-hmm. And then that's how you'll be like, your character will like, 
be building because mm-hmm. there's this guy there's this philosopher he said that he started out he used to be angry every day then after he tried like changing the way he was viewing he started getting angrier like every two weeks <laughs> every month <laughs> i know it sounds crazy but he said he just cut out all anger so he wasn't angry again mm. and then he, he got rid of that emotion mm. getting angry at other things right? right right and then if you don't have anger that means you have lots of energy to put mm. out to other stuff right mm. so yeah I, I i just enjoy like i feel like everybody must build their character right because uh i also read this part of i don't know why this came in my head because you guys were talking about it of yeah. those being in your mother's womb <laughs> <laughs> make you bond more mm. yeah right I, I read some things this is like off tangent but That's i just okay. read something about like how men uh I know this not doesn't sound good to girls because they think that girls suffer more. They say that men have to learn how to be masculine. Hmm. If you get what I'm saying, mm-hmm. because they're born to their mom, right? And then they spend their whole infancy with their mom, hmm. right? But it ma- like there is masculine energy and then there's feminine energy, which is mm-hmm. different, mm-hmm. Right? right? So you have to learn how to be how to move from the feminine hmm. energy that you're living around into the masculine part and they were saying that's how all that stuff of hazing came about where the tribes would try to disassociate the mm. boys from their f- from their family from their mothers, mothers right. so that they could mentally leave that place wow right interesting and move on to manhood the society yeah. needs both masculine and feminine energy and right. if you don't achieve the masculine that's how that's how like the the bad men are coming in right right mm-hmm. and then it makes masculinity look bad so it was saying mm-hmm. how you need all energies and you need to like develop your masculinity wow that's really interesting yeah i've always thought about that how like so many cultures had some kind of coming of age ceremony or manhood or feminine ceremony like the fact that we don't have that anymore like i guess we have like university or going off to leaving home but it's not it's not codified in culture in the same way i feel like that's why there's so many people that are i don't know it's it's why it's like your young adulthood so weird is because we don't have this like signal of like okay now you're a a man now you're a woman now you're an adult like you need to go off and be your own person um and i wonder how different the world would be if we could somehow like create something like that again like a universal like yeah whether it's i don't know whether it's like an outreach thing or like a job or i guess some places have like a military obligation but i don't think that's the proper way to do it yeah it's 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 really hard i yeah. feel like for us now it's like it's our own duty right right it's up to us yeah it's up yeah to us. so it talks about how like the male that's not that has failed to develop right mm. or is seeks to be under the care of mm. a female at all times mm. right so let me say he will show off at them mm. 
but then the reason why he's show, he's showing off and being mean to them is so that he wants to attract them so that he can fall under their care again. Wow. So he is not like so he will not think of like just his mom, but it's just unconscious. It's like in the psyche. So he's still trying to go under the care of someone else and already looking for someone to still care for him mm. at all times. If that makes sense. Mm, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not that you don't need someone to care for you, but it becomes a need. Right. And you're almost like you were stunted. Your growth was almost like stunted. Yeah. So you need to like disassociate with that with that need. Mm. Right. So yeah, because if someone is like truly in their masculine essence, mm. let me say they wouldn't rape anyone because then they would be respectful of everyone. Right. And they would be like mature enough to handle rejection, for example. Right. Right. Yeah. So I feel like they would, I feel like society just needs more good men who can like mm. put themselves forward and like become like real masculine and. Right. Yeah. Be there for society. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Be the role models. Like. That'd be the that'd be the ideal. Yeah, I I wonder how you would go about kind of doing that. Like, I know a lot of tribes would do some just that crazy physical hardship a lot of times, right? Like, I know there's a tribe in South America where you have to put your hand in a gloves made of bullet ants, which is like the most painful stinging insect on earth. And yeah, like their coming of age ceremony was like. How long can you withstand the pain of like, you know, 15 bullet ants <laughs> stinging you at once? Um, and there's all these other like physical challenges that, yeah, I think maybe you could say now like, oh, those, you know, they're so barbaric or they're antiquated or they're, they're so, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, why would I put my hand in bullet ants? But it's culturally like very, very significant to like, that's your, that's now this closing of one chapter and the start of another one right yeah that is true and we don't i just we, yeah we don't yeah, we get don't that. have that yeah we don't but i mean that. like after like what i've seen i'm just when i say men uh like said i mean masculine energy mm. so if a female if a person a female body feels like they have masculine energy mm -hmm. then they would go for the masculine for the for what i'm saying right right right, right. then if a person in the male body feels like they have more feminine energy than they would just stay on the feminine side. Right. If you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I say, but I know what you're saying. Like you either way, you would develop which side you're on. Yeah. The, no matter your gender orientation or sex or whatever, it's like these ideas of masculine and feminine are almost like archetypes. They're like big, like characterizing of different behaviors, right? Like. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. You could you know boil it down to a few characteristics on each side i guess but it's hard to talk about i know yeah. I, it is hard to talk about i think it's an it's a it's an area where people get like you see people's hackles go up you see people get on edge and start talking about those kind of things um like especially like masculine and feminine ideals or like just that as concepts but i think it's silly to ignore like that's how or na like it's how nature kind of set yeah. us up you know? yeah i know and i know and uh, like i know now we have society and we have there's always people that aren't going to fit in a binary like that's just not how people work right let's everything's along a spectrum but i think it's yeah i think it's okay to 
to talk about like masculine and feminine as th- as things that exist like i don't think it's you know. yeah i feel like we should like be like more like talk about them mm-hmm. like on the table right because yeah. i feel like most times it's always like we're just fighting right right yeah yes yeah, yeah. and like goes about like the first impression like for example the first time i just came here and i was trying to set out rubbish someone was <laughs> mad at me for putting it in the wrong place mm. and i remember one time someone was nice to me just trying to let me know that if i switched off the light it would save more energy mm. and i feel like switching off the light was just it just became like faster like i just learned faster right and i associated them more much more than trying to sort out the rubbish because right. they just jumped at me and I actually honestly did not even know because never, I had never sorted rubbish in my right, life. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. So like maybe like being like helpful instead of just... Compassionate. Yeah, yeah. just jumping at people right. at all times. Yeah, it's a nasty... Um, like it's a, it's a nasty part of us that jump on, oh, you're doing this wrong? I'm going to fucking yell at you for this. Like, you're bad. I'm good. Can't you see? Like, I know the, th- the right thing. You know the wrong thing. Like, I think, yeah, that's something that we need to work out somehow. I, 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 think, I think some people are naturally inclined to be more compassionate and some people are more naturally inclined to be aggressive and assertive and just, I don't know, probably depends on your environment and upbringing and all that. But yeah, I agree. I wish that sometimes things were easier to talk about but it's okay this was, was we were i think we did a good job it was uh yeah honestly we meandered our way through um okay another question do you believe in omens or signs or are you superstitious in any way uh i i feel like i just believe that there is I don't know. Maybe the short answer is just yes. Mm-hmm. So I believe that there is a... First of all, I believe that nature brings people and situations to you that are here to train you in order so that you can be better or like prepared for the next situation. And if, and if, uh, and if you don't learn, it will just keep bringing you the same thing over and over again. Mm. Like, let me say... Interesting. I'm starting. I'm trying to go out to date, right? Mm-hmm. And let me say, I have a problem of codependency, mm. right? So nature will just bring to me always, like, let me say, someone who's alcoholic, abusive. Until I take care of my codependency, mm. I will attract this energy in my life yeah. at all times. I know it sounds crazy, but it's very just easy to see how people always attract the same type of people mm. at all times, right? Until you actually change. And let me say, get rid of your codependency. And now you'll be attracting someone who is more healthier for you, mm. if that makes sense. Totally. So I believe that uh, I believe that negative situations are just signs that I have to change something or that something is not working, mm. right? And I just use them as guides to my life. Mm. That's cool. Yeah, so maybe those are omens or signs. So if I feel like, mean people that means maybe i'm mean as well Hmm. right uh because i feel like we also project what's inside us right so if i'm angry at someone that means i could also like have something in me that is just not right yeah right so i have to like think about address it how 
yeah sometimes you're not quite sure mm. right sometimes people are also mean at other people who have if okay let me say um let me say if i'm a liar deep down i'm a liar mm-hmm. i will i will hate liars because mm. they remind me of myself ah. if, you, if you get what i'm saying yeah. so i'll be like really negative towards them instead of just like being okay with them so there's also that situation mm. right right and then nature will just keep bringing people to me until like you know till like maybe i become more honest or something mm. okay here's an, here's another question yeah do you think that nature is bringing you these people or is it that you're meeting a bunch of people and the people that stick out in your head or the conversations you remember or the things you remember like that kind of bias towards the things that you are now working on in yourself like is it actually that nature is sending you the things you need to work on or are you just kind of picking out of the crowd the people that you think will or the people that are highlighting the thing that you need to work on if you see what i mean wow i mean now that you say that i mean that also makes perfect sense mm. right because let me say if i'm codependent just an easy example and of course i'll pick out an addict of something mm. because that is just the way i believe life should be mm. yeah so maybe na- nature or is it me right yeah i'm That's not quite sure but same. all i know is that they're going to be right here yeah <laughs> <laughs> what do you think yeah i no i it's a question that i've definitely thought about a lot because you know there's just some times in life where you have just these coincidences that are too strange or you know you were thinking about this person for all day or you had a dream about this person or all night and and then the next day you see them and they bring up the thing you were thinking about and you want and you're like wow okay did i like make that happen like did did the universe like bring that to me or i I, yeah i I don't know i think a lot of times we're really good at looking for narrative humans, right? We are really, really good at like finding the pattern in the thing that's maybe doesn't have even have a pattern in it. So I think that, I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Like, I think I've had experiences where I'm like, that was a sign from the universe that I need to be doing this. But it could have easily have been just, me being like i need to do this i and i'm going to interpret whatever it is as a sign from the universe you know like find the pattern that's not there either way you're make like either way there is a underlying like behavior or like tendency that you're addressing i guess that, that is true right so either way like whether it's the universe bringing it to you or you going out and and manifesting or seeking it out or picking it out of the crowd like it's the same it's the same thing i guess so let me ask you a question mm-hmm. uh all that you've said is actually really good but i just want you to think about this question with all that you've said it mm-hmm. just came in my head what yeah, you were yeah. saying because you kept saying the universe or me what if you are the universe mm. Mm. how would how would your answer change wow they <laughs> <laughs> were getting into the mushroomy world i see valentine um yeah i don't know i think i'd need to honestly i think i need to explore that with some psychedelics or something to really understand 
No, honestly. Especially not psychedelics anymore. It was proven that relative uh, quantum entanglement is actually true. Right, right. Like on the subatomic level. Yeah, so actually scientists carried out an experiment. So that means that the universe is what you actually see. I see. You're saying like so the whole... So you are uh, the universe. Like the much. whole, um, like the uncertainty principle, how like things change until you observe them. Like you can never know a particle's position and momentum at the same time. You can only know like probabilities yeah. of where they are in space. Um, I know. I don't, I don't just don't think I'm smart enough to like understand what that means. Like just because that occurs at a subatomic level, does that necessarily mean that like life is just like there see there seem to be obs- like things that observations you can make on earth that are <clears throat> independent of the reference frame like that is true i i mean right like i'm all, like if you're on earth when i drop this phone it's always going to hit the ground and i don't need to no matter where i am well i guess you could then be like well if i was upside down and looking at the room then you just dropped it you're upside down and you just dropped it on the ceiling or whatever so i guess that's it always does depend on your reference frame. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I don't. I just think that that puts so much like emphasis on the individual, like the subjective nature of your life. And I, I mean, I guess that makes sense because that that's all you have, right? Like everything is experienced. Does that make you feel like you have less power, or does it make you feel? It almost is like it kind of scares me that I would have that much responsibility (laughs) you know that i like i'm create i guess you are like i know you're i am creating the universe like i'm creating my inner world my inner universe even the outer one i feel like even the outer one yeah (laughs) i don't know but i don't know that's an interesting question yeah what about you like turning around how do you respond to that like Uh, the universe i feel like i am so if if uh i feel like i have to, i have power to control like the things around me mm. right because i like to write down goals mm-hmm. every day i could not like every day they're just literally in my mirror in my bathroom mm-hmm. and i just read them out, out aloud every day and sometimes they take longer to come and sometimes they take shorter time to come but mm-hmm. they always come hmm. so it's like I just feel like I created that, mm. if that makes sense, because like you took the steps to actually, you know, right to go towards that step. Right, right, right. right. You put something out into the universe that wasn't, that isn't going to be there if you weren't there, right? Like yeah. You created something. Yeah. So I feel like if you go out, then you can get what you want. Mm. If you want people to be good to you, then you can do that. If you want people to be mean to you, mm. then you can do that. Right actively right yeah interesting i mean it sounds like as if it's hard but it's i feel like it's just easier than actually it is Hmm. yeah fascinating no honestly just try it just just imagine the life that you actually want to have Mm -hmm. right everything and then just start going towards that life right and then it it will happen maybe it will take longer Mm -hmm. but like it always happens after some time. Like you say, you'll eventually get to downtown. Yeah. One step, put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. So you create enough. your own universe. Mm. I know it's hard to believe, but it is true. Mm. 
Nice, dude. I think we should end on that. That's a good, yeah. uh, great note. Like, yeah, honestly. Awesome. Uh, do you want uh, the last few words? You want to mention anything else? Like make these people think, blow their minds even more? Or <laughs> what, what are you thinking? You good? No, I just uh, remembered. Uh, the last thing which I read the other morning, which was just fun to read. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I'm in a bad place, but it just I just like remembering this quote. Okay. It says that nature loves us so much that pain is either endurable or it is short. Hmm. So wow. if it is endurable, then you'll go through it. Oh, then wow. if it's impossible to handle, then it will be short. So that means you can handle anything. Wow. <laughs> awesome, Valentine. Thanks, yeah. bro. This Thank was, you uh, so much. Fantastic. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure, too. Until next time. Big question. No answers. See these questions I got on my mind. I'm asking them all the time. Time like traveling through the universe. I'm scrambling these black holes. How does time flow? If I dropped in one, where would I go when I come out? A hundred years old. Big question. No answers, though. What happens when we dream? Is this world all it seems? I think. Road, child to a man, do I need a plan? All these questions.